everyone, welcome back to QSR Nation, your go-to source for food service marketing and business strategies for success. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of QSR Nation. And today we are coming to, uh, we actually recording from the Ameristar Casino here in St. Charles, Missouri at our second annual GRIT Summit. Um, so this is our first business conference in basically two years now. So it's really <laughs> yeah. exciting to see everybody in person again. And uh, yeah, it was our first day of the actual summit. And uh, we've got, I've got Anthony here with me and we also got Jack Rolden, who's been a former guest on the show. So welcome back, Jack. Hey, thanks for having uh, me again. Yeah. yeah this is great. For those of you who haven't heard of the uh, previous episodes with Jack, he is the CEO and founder of uh, CD Consulting, and they do a lot of work with helping businesses um, with their online reputation management components. So, and I know that's a big kind of you know concern right now with people is as we're coming out of post-pandemic and still having employee shortages and you know supply chain disruptions and all these things. How do I, as a restaurant? communicate this stuff so that people don't get frustrated with like well I looked on Google and it said you're open mm-hmm. but I showed up and you were closed today what the right. heck yeah so I mean that I and mean, that's a big frustration for a lot of consumers right, right. now and and for restaurant owners because they're like I don't always know if I'm going to be able to be open or I'm gonna have to shift right. my hours right so, so how how can I help win that war of communication to consumers with Google yeah it's a great question right what it really comes down to is customer experience. What is that potential consumer's experience with your brand? What do they walk away with, right? And so to your point, Anthony, and I know this has happened to me multiple times, especially during lockdowns, right? Multiple municipalities across the country, regulations that equal the number of municipalities out there. So there's all these different levels of things happening. So how you create a consistency is to avoid a situation where I was going to my favorite car wash. Said they were open at nine o'clock. That wasn't the case with the pandemic. They were now opening at noon, a big difference, right? I didn't have that time to waste. What happened when I went down to the car wash? I went somewhere else to get my car wash because I couldn't do business at that time. Now I think had I known that they weren't gonna be open until later, then I would have waited until later, right? So it's all about giving the accurate information to the consumer. And so how do you do that? All of us today are searching online, right? Whether we're on our mobile phone, our tablet, or our laptop or PC, we're we're searching. We're searching for, you know, what car to buy next. We're searching for, you know, what's happening with COVID. Have things opened up. Where can I travel to? And what we're also looking for, where can I eat? Food near me, restaurant near me, right? And so when a consumer is searching for these things, it's important to make sure that you have all of your information updated regularly. It only takes a few minutes to go into Google. So this is Google My Business. So you can go to um, googlemybusiness.com and you can um, set up a profile. If you haven't if you've already set that profile up, then what you need to do is you need to maintenance and optimize, right? I know that restauranteurs and restaurant operators, they're being pulled in so many different directions, right? They now have to wear the hat of chef, host, dish cleaner. Yeah. All oh, yeah. of these different functions at once, right? So when do I have the time to go into GMB to make these updates? It takes a few minutes, but 
it's super critical because this ties directly to your bottom line. This ties into the number of consumers that are walking into your door, filling those seats, making reservations, coming in for a quick bite to eat, whatever the model is, it's just a matter of going into the system to update those hours as you know. I was just saying, you know, and a good time to do that is when you're making your schedule. I mean, I know that right now with employee shortages yeah. and stuff, you know, you mean, people are making decisions. Do I, instead of opening at 6 a.m. for breakfast, do I not open till 8? Right. You know, do I stay open till 10 or do I close at 8? You know, and then I'm trying to consolidate these things down. And you're making that schedule. To me, that would be an opportune time while you're already in that scheduling mode and, and, and making those decisions of, am I going to have people available? Uh, which, you know, I mean, they could still call out. I get that. But, you know, to be able to go in and say, okay, this is my schedule for the next two weeks. So if we're going to make an adjustment, I would say during that exact same time, make that adjustment for those hours on Google. Mm -hmm. So that way it gives time because Google is an instant update sometimes. Sometimes mm -hmm. it takes a little takes, bit. Takes some time, right? You know, so to be a little proactive in that so that you can better, you know, um, service the customers that are finding you because there's nothing more disappointing than being super hungry thinking oh my gosh I would love like this dish right so I'm going to go there and you show up and they are closed and Google says now open like now is not open you know right. and, and, like, <laughs> and you're still hungry though you need to still yeah, get food I, I'm still hungry right <laughs> I still want food so you know it becomes a trust issue for consumers because you wasted their time now Right. Because they mm -hmm. took the time, they chose you, mm -hmm. and then you disappointed them with being closed when Google says you're open. Right. Yeah. And are they going to give you another chance? Maybe, maybe not. You know, some consumers are a little bit pickier than others. So it's important to bring in those efficiencies, right? I think you bring up a great point, Anthony, that if a general manager or operator is creating the schedule, Update GMB at the same time if there are changes. That way you don't have to come back, think about it, it's not a separate task, but understand the implications, mm -hmm. the implications of this, right? So majority of searches, over 95% occur on Google or some search engine. So it's important to cater to where the largest volume of people are going to find you. And that's, you know, GMB, that's your Google listing. Yep. You know, on top of your hours, it's important to make sure that your address is correct. So, you know, checking to, to make sure that somebody else hasn't recommended an edit for your business is equally as important as those hours, right? Because if you're saying that I'm at 1035 Colorado Boulevard, but I'm really at 1035 South Colorado Boulevard, those are two very different locations, and so yeah. that's a lost opportunity for revenue to never walk through your door. And, yeah. So there's a lot of things that op uh, uh, operators can work on. And speaking of your location, you know, people also find them, like we said, on Google or on third-party platforms as well. And that, so that's another one too. You know, so if, if your hours are changed or whatever, if if you're showing up live as open on third-party delivery, and then same thing, you know, you're going on to DoorDash and you want to order food from your favorite place, and then you find, you know, you go through the whole ordering process, then you find out, oh, they they couldn't accept the order. You know, that that also is very um, can be very frustrating. So make yeah. it, if for every platform you're on, you got to make sure you update all of them. Right. So there should be consistency out there, and I think that brings up another great point. Grant is accuracy. So a lot of people don't think that there's a difference between the word street and the abbreviation, ST period, right? 
For search algorithms, for Google, there is a difference. It's about consistency. So if your information and your data is structured one way and you're referring to your business on street, spelling it out each time, then you want to make sure on those third-party platforms that that consistency exists. And we call that NAP accuracy for name, address, phone number, the most critical elements required to get a consumer through the door right. Um, while it can be time-consuming, to have to maintenance and optimize all of those different listings, right? You know, let's say I have my listing on Yelp. I've got my listing on Apple Maps, Google Maps. I also have something on Facebook and Instagram. That's six different platforms that I need to maintenance. The cost of inaction is far greater That's a good point. than the time that it's going to take to invest and, and, and make those corrections. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I mean, you either have to make the decision to either do it yourself, mm -hmm. delegate it to someone you can you know, right. trust to stay on top of it, to make sure the time is scheduled to do that, you know, or you know, if, if you have the opportunity, you, know, you can even look at a third-party vendor who can actually um, take the time and take that off your plate. Yeah. You know, I know, um, you know, I know your company does that you know, as well, and you know, there's others out there, but you know, having that consistency to be seen everywhere the same so that way you know bots and crawlers know what to feed out to right. those consumers for relative search to say hey this is what we need to do to give them what they're looking for right yeah. and, and so that way it gives those search engines the ability to do their job accurately and you'll just exactly. be better protected for when google does their updates right you'll have your ducks in a row already now you don't you know you still could be penalized i won't i won't say that because <laughs> google rules the world right right but you know that you should be better prepared if you're keeping track of all that proactively um before exactly. before you know updates happen so right the, the key thing to think about is the pandemic accelerated things by 10 years. We're more, we're more open to digital payments. Yep. We're far more open to delivery. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know, we're, we've really shifted the way that we as consumers behave. Yep. Because we were forced to, right? Things shut down, certain things opened up. We had so many differences in our day-to-day -day routines that were disrupted that it, it, it brought to the forefront all this technology and the way that we do business and behave by 10 years. Yep. I ordered delivery for the first time this summer, actually. I've only, I still only done it <laughs> once, but I, and it was Uber Eats. We were down at the Lake of the Ozarks, ordered right. some takeout, you know, because we were just sitting at the condo and we didn't want to drive somewhere. I mean, it's we convenient. had a few drinks and you don't have to get out or anything like that. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I, but if it wasn't for COVID, I, I still would have done that. I would have never ordered, you know, right. just because it's not, it wasn't my, it wasn't my, uh, personality to do right. that, you know, I wasn't used to it. So, well, and a lot of people, you know, were in that boat, you know, as, as we've talked to different, you know, um, restaurateurs or you know, um, CFOs even of, of larger companies. Yeah, you know, and, and we hear that, you know, I don't, I don't know that it wasn't that I didn't want to order delivery. I just I didn't have to. Yeah. You didn't have you know? to. And, and so I would just say, okay, we'll just get in the car and go. It was not a big deal. But then what happened was when you couldn't get in the car and go, it became a big deal. Mm -hmm. And now that you that you're back to where you can get in the car and go, people are saying, you know what? That saved me a lot of time. I mean, I may have paid a, a premium price with some of the delivery fees yeah. or whatever, you know. But I got time, and I always say people can make more money; they can't make more time. Yeah. And and, and it, as we talk about that, you know, that acceleration mm -hmm. that we saw in the industry. It was an acceleration of convenience as well, yeah. Because I think that consumers were able to quickly realize that 
you know, because I was one of them. Um, I, I would order, you know, DoorDash or Uber Eats to be delivered to my house before I left the office. Mm-hmm. And then, literally, I get home, and it's either arriving at the same time I am with my kids, or I've got the picture confirmation that it was dropped at my front door through my, you know, uh, instructions. And we literally pull up, get out of the car, grab our dinner, walk inside, eat, boom. I just saved an hour and a half of my night because I'm yeah. not... I'm not prepping anything, you know. I'm not having to, you know, cook. I mean, it's done, and I saved on dishes too because we just throw that stuff away. When we're right. done, you know, that's that's a big. It's point about too. convenience, yeah. yeah. Right. So, not only did you still get your same favorite dish from your favorite restaurant, but like you said, you got your time back. It's convenience. You know, we're now thinking about things in a whole different perspective to say what's going to be easiest for me. Um, I think, in my opinion, that people really have a different outlook on life since the lockdowns, since the start of the pandemic. They're looking at what matters most to me. What matters most is not waiting an hour outside of a restaurant. I can still get a similar experience, right? And maybe that's not the experience I want each time, but it's about options, right? You go to Amazon, you've got tons and tons of options. It's about giving the consumer the ability to choose. Yep, absolutely, because there's some nights I do want to actually go out. And, you know, I mean, I know that it's been a long time since I've plugged, um, you know, Texas Roadhouse. (laughs) But I love that place. Um, And... uh, but there, there is, I would just assume, you know, I don't mind waiting there because I use their apps and I give, you know, give my estimated time. It tells me to arrive at around this time. I'm there usually 15 minutes early. I might have to wait 15 minutes beyond my time. But, yeah. you know, that's a choice, right? That's my option. Right. You know, but also, you know, if my kids are like, hey, you know, can we get, you know, uh, you know, whether it's Champ's Chicken from the location down, you know, two miles from our house or Taco Bell or whatever. Guess what? Boom. Do, 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 do. And my kids have DoorDash on their phone. Yeah. They have Uber Eats on their phone. They have those, those apps are already right there. Yeah. You know, and now with the easy, you know, uh, opportunities with even use Google Food or, I mean, completely disrupting yeah. the world as well. Right. I mean, I don't even have to have an app anymore. So those are all additional options I have. I can either go get in the car or I can, you know, keep it home and, and have it dropped off so I can do other things, yeah. you know, with whether it's with my family or cleaning well like you said so there's a premium price with those delivery platforms but still with all the food shortages we're seeing and stuff food prices are higher anyway so right. as consumers we're more conditioned or we're, we're expecting to pay we're higher prices right anyway so now if you're a business and you're not if you're considering about getting on third-party delivery and you're worried about the higher cost well people are experiencing higher yeah. costs everywhere so right. i mean there's there's not much you can there's nothing you can do about it really and people are get are more cost uh, more accustomed to it than ever before so well and that goes back to you know because of all the higher food costs and and you know, higher employee costs and employee shortages and supply chain shortages at the end of the day this is why taking the time and scheduling the time to actually go ahead and um, get that google my business listing dialed in stay on top of it you know um Make sure that you are managing it mm-hmm. and monitoring it because the last thing you need in, in, in any time, especially times right now, is to be missing out on business. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's not just Google. It goes well beyond Google. There are hundreds of directories, lots of search engines. We know that there's multiple social platforms. It's important to have your brand across, featured across the board. It is important to have that digital footprint so that as people are searching for different terms like food near me, 
restaurant near me, best food, very generic terms that are not tied directly to your brand, this is how those people are going to, to find you. And I think you bring up another good point is that in this post-pandemic world or post-lockdown world rather, it's important about learning how can you optimize your business? What can you do to create better efficiencies to operate within the dynamic that we have today, right? As you mentioned, labor shortages, supply, supply chain shortages. You know, I'm familiar with the restaurant back home that they were a very trendy, hip restaurant. It was a dine-in only location. Well, obviously, like a majority um, of, of restaurants, that that wasn't an option during the lockdown. Right, yeah. So a lot of people had to shift to takeout and delivery. Well, this particular restaurant still maintains their same dine-in experience, but what they've done is create a whole separate business model that focuses just solely on delivery, solely on pickup. It has its own special menu, They've managed to not only build back their original business model, but now they have two and revenue has increased substantially. So it's about getting creative and thinking about what can you do with the resources you have, but most importantly, how can you play to, how can you ensure that you are meeting people's customer experience expectations and the way that they're doing business today. So some yeah, things to keep in mind. Absolutely. I mean, you know, that kind of goes along the line with the, the ghost kitchens and the virtual brands and right. all these little pop-ups and stuff, which we'll save for another episode. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, when you have those different opportunities, things like this with managing your listing, let people know your menu offerings have changed mm -hmm. or what's available as an enticing opportunity and that you're open or that you're not, at the end of the day, you can determine whether or not you're going to be able to stay in business because the last thing you want is to disappoint customers mm -hmm. repeatedly. Right. You might get away with it once um, and people understand, but you know, if you're not spending the time and the investing the time to do these things, mm -hmm. then that's where you can get in trouble. Yeah. Customers right. are ready. They're ready to, they're, they're more, what would you call it? Like they're willing to try something new now more than ever. And they're mm -hmm. also probably the loyalty could be as low as it's ever been because yeah. they're breaking habits. Everything's changing. So it's a double-edged sword. It's the opportunity to get more customers, but it's also, you better have your stuff, all, all your details and everything, have it all straight. Otherwise, you could be losing customers yeah. if you're not. So. You know, pay attention to what the reviews are saying. Look at your online reviews. Make sure you're responding to every review. It's not just a great customer experience that helps you to tell your story, but it helps Google to understand that you're vested in your business and it helps Google to understand more about what your business is. But reviews are essential, not just to bringing new people through your door, but to really enhancing your operations. Mm -hmm. You know, if you start noticing that staff performance is dropping and people are not satisfied with service, well then you have that opportunity to change that culture within your restaurant, within your operation, right? So there's a lot of information that's readily available with those reviews. It's just a matter of taking the time to synthesize and understand what's the consumer saying about us? Why do they love us? Or what can we do better? And how do we make it better? Exactly. Well, and a great point to that a review um, is do it write your reviews out ahead of time so you can try and keep your emotion out because you know the last thing you want to do is fire back a, a defensive or um, even po possibly an, an additional antagonistic review you know, mm -hmm. get, get it it's your business right and you're not gonna let anyone attack you when you know that the situation may not have occurred like it was put out there on the Google for everybody to read but be smart 
be smarter than the emotional individual who slammed you. Yeah. Uh, whether good, you know, accurate or not, a good, bad, or indifferent, have written out, pre-thought out, logical, yeah. unemotional responses other than, hey, we appreciate it, sorry this happened, um, thank you for bringing it to our attention, if it's a bad or if it's a good. Man, we really appreciate you choosing us tonight. Can't wait to see you again. Yeah, I feel like you would be a really good review responder, Anthony. You know, <laughs> you know I, I gotta admit, I, I love it when Google caters to my ego and tells me I'm in like the top three percent of uh, review followers on Google. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people on Google, so when I get that, I'm like, yeah, I like that. But at the end, that's got just, your badge. That's the stroke of my ego. Yeah, so negative we, re- negative reviews can happen, but the best thing you can do is just re- respond nicely. But a response is very important. No response is also not good. So no yeah. response is not recommended. Yeah, even even if you're just saying thank you for your feedback and nothing more, yeah. you want to put that check in the box. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it looks like sessions are going to be getting out here in a minute. It's going to get a little louder in the background. So we'll wrap this issue up, or addition. I guess it's not an issue. It's an addition and a podcast, a yep. segment. Man, I don't know why. It's been a while since we've done this. <laughs> so we'll <laughs> just say thanks for tuning in to this episode of QSR Nation, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, everyone. Be sure to join us again for the next episode of QSR Nation.